0: Hello I'm Mirella and I'm Zoe. Welcome to the Critical Obsession podcast.
1: This is part two of our Let's Talk Last Twilight special episode with our admin Cass.
0: If you haven't listened to part one go check it out
1: and this is where we left off.
0: So let's do our top five.
1: So who wants to go first with their fifth one?
0: I want to go first with my sixth one. (laughs) Oh, your honorable mentions. Okay, yeah. Honorable mention. yes. The dancing in episode 11. When the work is over, they have this after party. They're drinking and dancing. It's like a 10-second scene where they start dancing and I'm obsessed with it because they're smiling and they're like the cutest. I cannot get over it. That's it.
2: I love the night that Day is drunk after the coach's going away party. And it's like this whole sequence from when Mork helps him take off his shirt and day just has the most vulnerable like or put on his shirt actually the most vulnerable like searching look and then he's flashing back to thinking about mark's arm around him during the photo taking and just how well they painted the picture that he's starting to see mark romantically look at their touches and their interactions in a new light and how it lays the groundwork for him trying to see mark for the first time with the one palm distance Gesture. I just thought his eyes in that scene were amazing. I feel like we're going to talk a lot about Mark's eyes. We already have, but that was a really good moment by C. Yeah.
1: So okay, my um, I have three honorable mentions. So I'll be really quick. So the first one is episode ten after Mark picks up Ron's car and the whole like bit where he drives to Day's house and they have the conversation and he he's waving to. Uh, Day, even though he knows Wake, uh, Day can't see him. I love that scene so much. Um, the not pity kiss. I feel like the kiss between them where, I feel like that's a really important scene um, where they have their first kiss, essentially. And then the scene where Day takes his steps to become Mork's boyfriend at the um, at the race where he makes it his choice to cross the finish line um and basically accept Mork. Like those are my honorable mentions. Okay, Marella, number five. What is your number five favorite scene?
0: My number five is also cast number five, the end of episode four. The first time Day wants to see Mork.
1: Oh, that's her her honorable
0: mention. Is that the honorable mention? Wasn't yeah, that
2: the was honorable mention? Okay, this I was is like, my how do you know what I have next? <laughs>
1: Hey, did you peek? Did you peek at her notes?
2: <laughs> this is my
0: number five. I like the music. I like the colors. I love that how delicate that moment is. Jimmy looks stunning.
2: It was just a very, very cute moment and it felt big. I like that. I'm gonna kind of cheat, which always makes Marilla mad, but two very similar moments where uh, one is when they're cleaning the fish tank together, and Day tilts his head back, and you you can see that he's enjoying having sun on his face for the first time in a year. And then similarly, when he's riding on the bike home with Mark, and he puts out his arms and is enjoying the like, again the sun on his face, the wind on his face. These these little moments of him like going out in the world again and enjoying these things that you you don't need eyes to experience. I thought were just really beautifully filmed and shown in in a in a subtle but moving way
1: my uh number five one is the change room scene in episode three and also coincidentally I feel like it's tied to the back with the pink t-shirt and and Mork wearing the pink t-shirt so two kind of separate scenes but like both of those scenes I love I love the implications of the pink t-shirt but the actual change room scene for me is there we I remember talking about it quite extensively this whole like kind of like there was a vibration to it, like it was just a vibe. So, number four, Morella.
0: Number four for me is I, I'm just a disclaimer for me, my top moments are positive moments and are mock day moments. I, I this that was a decision, conscious decision that I made in order to stay positive, and plus, I just loved them, and um, I think that's what I'm going to remember most from this series. So it's the end of episode nine, the moment with The Last Twilight.
1: That's number four for you? Okay.
0: Yes, that's number (laughs) four. It could have been higher if not for the end of the series. Okay.
1: That's that's so interesting to me. I can't wait to see what number one is. All right. (laughs) Zoe, that's not on my list at all. Well, the end of number nine isn't on your list. Not at all. Jeez, okay. I'm so confused. All right, what's your number four?
2: My number four, it's going to seem so silly, but I love the scene when Mark is helping Day get ready to go to the college and he's doing his hair for him and Day's like basking in it while, while Mark styles it and Mark's telling him like, damn, you're handsome or something like that. I don't know why just like the two times he pets Day's hair, it just like radiates chemistry and... It's now like something that's going to be my die-hard button in future shows and so I adore that scene and refuse to not have it on my list
1: okay for me my four choice was um the one palm distance while Mork is sleeping in episode four which I think was your episode which I think my fifth choice yeah so Mine for it's and a, guess it's six. Yeah, for me for me I'm bumping it up the list I it's my part four
0: Number three for me is a scene in the bar and with the singing. I love that moment. I love the playfulness. I li- I love the scene. Jimmy did a great job with the song. I love his interpretation even more than the original. I love the um, secret confession, the lead up to that with the song, I love the montage after they, when they, uh, Day is hugging his friends and mocks eyes while watching all that. I I love watching characters realize that they're in love, which happens to him while he's singing this song, like he accepts it. And also, I love G. All uh, of film's acting in the background to that scene is just golden. You just have to go and rewatch that scene and watch her every single moment. She's so entertaining and interesting to watch. She's amazing.
2: I love her. I had forgotten about the finish line scene, so I now need to add to my honorable mention that an honorable mention is uh, P. Aeon and P. Pla's wedding when she's giving that beautiful, beautiful speech and Mark looks a day and then takes his hand under the table and he clearly sees themselves and the couple on stage and wants that to be their future is now my honorable mention. And I absolutely love the finish line scene of Day having to choose to be brave, choose to believe that Mark loved him for who he is and wanting to make it very clear that he was meeting him as his boyfriend, like fully on his own merit. So I I agree. That's a beautiful scene.
1: So what was your third one, though? (laughs)
2: <laughs> My third was the, fi- the the finish line, you reminding me it existed. Oh, the
1: okay. The wedding speech, yeah. Oh, okay, 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 I gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so for me, three, I'm cheating. This is the first time I'm really cheating, I feel like, except for the honor mentions which I had many. Um, I have two. So I have the fish tank scene where... Why, gets-
0: everyone, why is everyone cheating? What, did you agree to cheat? Like, did you have a separate chat and no one No one announced it? No one let me know that it's possible? I just feel like I
1: just feel like you would know because like we I totally cheated in dangerous romance. You know what?
0: I'm just I'm just going to edit everything out. Terry, you're going to be be even more honest than me. Do
1: you know what? Then we like (laughs) will only have one option. It's because it's because Marilyn's edited all the other ones out. (laughs) She's like, I'm gonna pick which is your favorite moment. (laughs) She like she like reorders them into the order that she wants. to
0: It's good
1: idea. So, yes. we, so we all see the same, like we all say the same thing at the same time. Okay. Anyway. um, So my three are the fish tank moment where Mork gets a really good look for the first time at, sorry, where Day gets a really good look for the first time at Mork and Mork totally catches him. I love that moment. And of course the bridge scene. I feel like the bridge scene is just, it has to be in here. But for me, I couldn't put it any lower than, than, than part three because of, the fact that I feel like it was like a dead moment in the water because of the way the show ended but it's such an important scene and I love it so I'm making it my my dual th- third option. Marella your second my best
0: second best moment the rooftop kiss scene I love that scene so much I love how everything leads up to that moment I love you mean the no pity kiss no pity kiss yes yeah. It's a very complex uh, moment for the characters. It's not very easy to understand what's happening to them, but once you do, it's so rewarding and like it's impossible not to get obsessed with this moment. I feel like I love every line. I love the acting, Mop holding Day's hand and stay telling him his story or of how this is his place of uh, hope and uh, like a new day-, day is coming. I loved uh, how it almost feels like it shouldn't work because you don't want to kiss someone who is in distress. It feels like taking advantage of them, right? Mm-hmm. But it works because of who these characters are and the situation that they're in. It works perfectly. But
1: the lead up to it. I would have yes. to say too, if we were going to pick like one of our top favorite painful moments, then mine would definitely be the scene that leads up to this.
0: Yeah, yeah. same.
1: As much as, and, Mara, and Kes, I feel like you should appreciate this, as much as I hate August, I feel like that scene with the three of them is definitely one of the best scenes in the show.
0: But this actually makes this scene even better because of how they turn it, turn it around. It does. And, yeah. Like, I remember in the state that I was in after watching the scene of August. <laughs>
1: this, this- rough. This is why this the the No Pity Kiss was on my honourable mentions. But, yeah, as I said, if we had a picked, because I did the same thing, I mostly picked positive things. But if I was going to pick a negative one, it would have definitely been that scene. Where Mork like drops the I don't know what number sunflower was it? <laughs> there were so many su- abandoned sunflowers in this drama. I feel like number they needed two. like one of those warnings, you know, like hey, have the the warning. Like, <laughs> no animal, no animals were hurt during the making of this show. You know, when like an like an animal dies during yeah. the show or something. Yeah. No sunflowers were hurt during the making of this show. <laughs> anyway, Cass, what was your third? Uh, was it was no third? Are we third or second? Second, second. second.
2: My second favorite is when, and I already re- referenced it earlier, when Mark and Day are standing side by side on the porch at night at Mark's house, and you know that Day has now asked about Mark's sister. He's tried to get to know him better. He's sharing such warm thoughts about the house, and I think being this really like raw, unguarded person with Mark, and and this specifically this sequence where mark puts his hand on the uh like banister and then day puts his down and mark slides it closer and their hands touch and then the way they both smile it's like such a beautiful moment i think that's when mark like really started to truly believe that they they probably were gonna end up dating and that day did return his feelings and and i just think that's the whole sequence of the house is really lovely but that's the best moment to me
1: Mm. Okay, so I'm going to go slightly darker with my number two. And it's one of those scenes that uh, it's like absolutely probably one of, well, it is one of my favorites, but also it's also one of the scenes that frustrates me most about this show. And that is episode two PTSD freak out that Mork has. And the reason why I love it is because Jimmy did such an amazing job in this scene and I remember watching it and I remember – having an absolute insane oh my no oh no I like I knew what was about to happen I don't like I mean we knew his history and everything but I have had clients with PTSD and stuff and I as soon as I saw like I could just I was like oh god no I I just yeah and for me like the emotions it evoked like his acting and everything invoked in me was just like oh my god it was amazing I loved it but i'm so frustrated by this scene because they just included this amazing scene and then did absolutely nothing with it. So, but yeah, it's my number 2.
0: So, my number 1. <laughs> my number 1. Can i is, guess? Um, Can i
1: guess what it is? Yeah. Is it the pool confession scene? No. Oh, okay. Well, then i have no idea then. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs>
0: It is the memorial bridge scene from episode five.
1: Okay, so the bridge scene, yeah.
0: Yes, this is my favorite scene, and I choose to to see it separately. It's like not uh, not integrated in the story. I know it leads nowhere, but I feel like it was done so beautifully. I just cannot but put it on in the first place because the music is amazing. Every single shot is like a masterpiece. Mok's eyes. All the touching, the way he talks today, the way they're playful, him saying this this leads to me and they're getting close to him, the colors, the location and everything that we see there, the chemistry between the characters, the flow of uh, this scene is just so beautiful. This scene is amazing. I'm obsessed with all the gifts that were made for this scene. And I think this is a scene that I re- rewatched most.
2: That's a really good one. Mine is the beach scene in episode eight. Uh, I think you both remember I cried for a solid hour straight after it. The whole sequence of and, and also this is a moment that to me a little bit like the emotional resonance was was lost later. But the sequence of day walking up to the edge of the ocean, once again basking in the sunlight, he, listening to the waves them going and playing in the ocean together and then him giving this speech to Mark like the sun is the same the sand is the same the water is the same some things you don't need eyes to see and Mark saying like my feelings right now and then day reaching out and feeling his face and asking are you smiling which then cues the beautiful mountain scene and day being the one to initiate the kiss It is, like, beautifully filmed. I love the emphasis on nature and how healing nature is and, like, how awe-inspiring it is, even if you can't see it. That scene is so special to me, and I will never stop thinking about it. It actually is more impactful to me than the Last Twilight Mountain scene. Very
1: beautiful scene. Okay, I also do love that scene, too, but I'm sorry. I would have to argue about that (laughs) because my number one is the Episode 9 Last Twilight scene. Um like I look I love this scene for so many reasons. I think it's so beautiful. Once again, the way they shot this entire scene, the way like Day was able to make like paint such a beautiful picture and Mork was be able to see see almost see I guess through Day's eyes, you know, like what he was imagining and just this whole like the whole last twilight bit basically. Um where the fact that we—it's such a heal—like like it's frustrating to me because once again, this to me seemed like a really healing moment for him. I felt like he let go of all of his anger because this is the other thing—he had anger issues. Day had, sorry, Mork had major anger issues in the beginning of this story, and I mean, it's how he ended up in prison. Um, and like none of that was really addressed either. But I feel like this scene was like, you, how could you be, like, how could you feel so mad? How, you, I feel like he's just let go of so much in this scene. And you see it, you feel it. And I was also so bemused, like, not bemused, but bemuddled by, like, how confused people seemed to be about the, the message in this. Because to me it seemed so clear, like, what it was. Like, people were like, oh, no, he's crying because he's, because he's blind it's like well no he's not those are tears of someone who's just seen something really beautiful or something really beautiful has happened to him it's like a juxtaposition of what's actually going on because he shouldn't it shouldn't be a beautiful moment but it's this beautiful moment between the two of them the fact that day is like losing his eyesight is it's horrible it's tragic but that's like not at all what this is this is a really a scene about beauty and a scene about like once again even though he's going blind it's really a hopeful moment and it's just I don't know I loved it I loved it I thought it was amazing I thought their acting was insane in this scene both of them were just like absolutely yeah. killed it I feel really? like
0: that scene made me cry so much oh, I cried God. so yeah. much
1: seriously I I can't remember, like, it. so
0: funny I was retelling the next day I was on a ride uh, like 16 hours ride uh, in a car and I, every time I remembered the scene I kept crying again and again. At some point I started uh retelling someone the scene and like I was I was talking and I was just starting sobbing while talking because I remembered it it was too much. Like I couldn't get over it. So yeah well, I, like,
1: I feel I feel like it's like um one of those
0: things where it just it's just a pity that the moment does not feel as impactful now. Because yes, I think that's
1: where I was going ending, Something yeah. about that. Yeah. Because it's not even Because so
0: much... right after that it was just I felt like that was the most beautiful thing that I saw. I feel, I, just,
1: I, I feel confident in saying that that is, to me, one of the most impactful scenes that I think I've seen, especially yeah. especially in like a BL or something, Not, but not just in BL, but like in a lot of different TV shows as well. Like mm-hmm. I, I will never forget that scene.
0: So let's get to favorite episode. Which uh, episode did you like most?
1: So for me, obviously it was episode nine and in brackets I've got the True Ending.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like,
1: I, I feel like there are certain shows, we've all got one of those shows where like we loved, we absolutely loved the entire show until like either the last season, the last few episodes, the last episode, the last 10 minutes of the episode, whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: And mm-hmm. like, so we, we've made this, like we make this consecutive decision to like, okay, I, I, I love this show too much to let it go. So I'm just going to pretend that that season doesn't exist. So I did it with mm-hmm. Folk. Like season five, as far as I'm concerned, Cruise Folk does not exist. Um, and there's a couple of other shows that I've got that are a bit like that. Morella, I know that you have strong feelings about the way *Game of Thrones* ended, but like
0: I could I can't watch, I cannot rewatch *Game of Thrones* after it ended. I've never been able to watch it.
1: They ruined it for you completely. Yeah, no. well, although
0: thing. I do have one that uh, *How I Met Your Mother* ended you know, very weird way, but, um but it, I, I came back to it. Yes,
2: I actually you guys talked me into a different favorite episode than what I would have originally said. So thank you. I actually think my favorite episode is episode six. I think it is so much fun. <laughs> Sorry, <you're both laughs> <good about you. laughs> I'm obsessed with every moment of August being this like perfect on paper like romantic partner and every time he like holds Day's hand or says something to Day about how he doesn't want another partner and you have Mork like watching sadly in the background (laughs) it's so good but then you have this also plot point where Day clearly actually wants Mork and thinks Mork has like asked him on a date and is letting Mork do his hair while he like kicks his feet happily and it's like these really interesting character explorations that are happening of day seeing this thing he thought he always wanted us hearing from august that day is happier now with mark but the way it all culminates in him having what he thinks is his worst nightmare happening and someone pitying him but then actually getting this like incredibly beautiful Kiss with Mork. It's just like such a both a really funny episode and sad, and has this amazing romantic moment. So I think it kind of just has it all for me and, and is my best all around.
1: It's so funny to hear you say that, especially like about, has this really romantic been of the Because I remember when you watched that episode the first time, you were like, I don't know, I don't get it. Why did you really like this? <laughs> but I feel like the more you travelled into Mork Best Boy, Jimmy Best Boy, I feel like you, you maybe trumbled into that. But it is a beautiful, it is a beautiful episode. Mm-hmm. As much as I hate August, as much as I like knives emoji August, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so much so that uh, Cass has been sending like August messages in our chat, and I keep sending unacceptable emoji stickers in response. <laughs> um, I remember 20- I did not
2: see a fucking spoon. <laughs> There was a spoon. Oh, yeah. Everyone needs to know that Morella and Zoe were wrong and there was a spoon on the cake plate. August did not just bring a piece of cake and expect Mark to eat it with his hands. August is a good boy. Was that, a thing?
1: Was that a thing we talked about? Because I don't remember that. <laughs> we talked about it yesterday. Yeah, I was
0: salty because there was no spoon. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. So I wanted to I wanted to get to your your favorite episode, Marilla, and then I did actually remember what I was going to say. So if you want to do that, and then I'll I'll ask. You can question. go. On. You
0: can you can say, and then I'll go on because okay.
2: I
1: have trouble. Oh. So the question that I have because I'm curious because I know Cass, you watched uh, how many episodes, and then did you you and then you started doing a rewatch, didn't you? I watched through 11 and then I did a full rewatch. Okay. That's what I thought. Now, Marilla, how many times have you watched last twilight?
0: (laughs) That's, uh, I don't know.
1: So I feel like I should, because I've, I, I very loud and have lots of opinions, but I feel like I should preference that all with the fact that I have literally only watched every episode from this show one time. Um, because we were talking about things just before about whether or not, you know, would you rewatch you know, like you, you said you can't watch Game of Thrones anymore because they ruined it for you and stuff like that. I don't know with this show, like, whether I'll ever rewatch it again. I feel like that's a really sad thing to say. I Actually saying that makes me, now that I've just said it, I feel really sad about it. So I feel like I'm probably definitely going to watch it. Um, I did see the post, you know, like the DVD, like GMM, oh, the DVD is for sale post the other day. And I got sad when I saw that because normally I'm like, I must buy it. Like, as soon as the Dangerous Romance one came up, I was like, where's my credit card? Um, but I felt really sad because I had no desire to purchase it. But I was like, mm, but you might want to watch it again. And I was like, can can I buy a version with only like 11 episodes? But yeah so I don't know for me the re- main reason is I like my fu- my full intention before we did this because we've been talking about this what let's talk last twilight now for i don't know several weeks way before episode 12 came to be a thing um and my full intention was to do a complete rewatch and whatever we did it a little bit differently uh if some of you have been listening to our cooking crush uh podcast as well that I I watch like tw- at least twice each episode so far. Some of them I've watched a little bit more than that because we watch it like when it's on and then we've been watching it again during the week before we actually talk about it. Um, whereas with last Twilight, we were doing more of a reaction. So I was watching it and then my my world has been a bit crazy. So I'm not time to watch it again. And it was my intention to rewatch. But when we had episode 12 happen, I was like, I'm so, what did I say to you, Morello, yesterday? Was it today? I'm so afraid of, of going and trying to rewatch it and just getting really angry again because I was really angry when we finished watching mm-hmm. episode 12 and I don't know if that was communicated in our podcast or not. I was upset
0: but it's, I was also... Yeah. Re- this is what happened to me because I'm rewatching it with my friend. Yeah, and always- I, like, I saw episode 12 and now I'm rewatching it with one of my friends and I'm just so angry.
1: We're getting the most amazing bitter Morella messages ever. They are awesome. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I was so afraid yeah. I was gonna be the same. And I, I think I literally said, you know, I'm a little bit worried because at this point, Kess, you haven't seen episode twelve yet. And you're going, I'm just going to watch it just before we do the Let's Talk Last Twilight podcast. And we're going, no, don't do it. Um, <laughs> I, I half expected when I saw your messages in the chat this morning, I half expected to be like, I can't do it anymore. I can't come on. Because um, <laughs> they were quite dramatic. And I was like, that's, I was so worried about it. And then, but she did not
0: watch the last part. She did not watch the last part of episode four.
2: I technically didn't watch I mean, episode, episode 12. I watched
0: like the that- of three. Yeah, so oh,
2: okay. like
0: I am. I, I I'm like maybe it's good that you didn't watch the last part because I feel like
1: oh, doing that out.
0: like <laughs> on the day on a day before recording this podcast or on the day of recording the podcast not a good idea.
1: Yeah, yeah, because we were like we were shocked. We were really, you know, I feel like you could tell. But I, I got more bitter as time went on, and then I got relaxed about it because my focus changed into what what, what I thought was good storytelling on what i didn't like and things like that um my issues with it kind of settled down but i was so afraid that on doing a rewatch, I would get really, really angry and I would start to see things that I hadn't seen before because maybe I'd had rose rose coloured glasses on or whatever. And I really didn't I really wanted to remember certain parts and certain scenes the way I had seen them originally because they had meant so much to me. And I most definitely got to the point where I was like, I do not want to rewatch it before we do this podcast. In case like my top five <laughs> favourite episodes suddenly become like Uh, i have one or something you know so i was really really worried about it but i i feel like me saying i may never watch it actually as i said just made me really sad just before so i it'll be a long time though i think it'll be a while and i probably won't watch past episode 10
0: i had three episodes that i for your favorite now Now he's cheating i told you before we even started you were the ones who didn't have the top five okay and i cut two episodes out so look what i'm doing for you so my <laughs> number three is episode two i like how they set the whole thing up in episode two the characters the relationships the way they change and influence each other it, it explains who they are let's, let's let's know let's us know how they react to certain situations and how they view the world And um, it's the episode that um, we fell in love with Mok. And plus it has hidden gems, like, for example, the moment when Mok uh, explores Day's room. Certain scenes that feel really interesting, like look very interesting to me. Number two is episode three, because they start bonding, they're being brave together, they explore... And uh, navigate this world um, that they feel like like they don't be like belong to really anymore. Together, they start adjusting to his life as a blind person, and it's it's just very interesting to watch it. It feels helpful and hopeful and inspiring, and this is a moment, the episode where Mok's reputation starts uh, changing, and also has the moment with. Um, Changing uh, we're in the changing room, the moment uh, at the end when they decide to look at him. I mean, that happens in episode two. And then the moment we find in out, I mean, Cass, you asked me, what is my uh, Thai expression? I think that I, uh, oh, yeah. that I like most, yes. And this is what settled it. I just fell in love with this moment. And my number one, can you guess? I feel like the two of you could guess it.
2: Is that episode four? You always love an episode four because it's when they fall in love.
0: It is episode four.
2: <laughs> I'm yes, just like
1: it's always I'm like I, I'm so bad at guessing. So I was like I was just waiting. <laughs> I'm like the I'm like the kid in you know in the test where they're like, just mark your answers when
0: we tell them <laughs> and
1: I'm sitting there and I haven't actually filled in the question yet. I'm waiting for everyone else to tell me what the answer is.
0: Yeah, so I love, I just love episodes where they fall in love, about realizing your feel, Yeah, where they realize their feelings. It's the episode that I actually fell in love with this show, that I really, I really get, got attached to it and I thought, wow, this is really good. This is, this is something that is going to stay for me, with me. So the moment where, um, this is a moment, this is the episode where Mok opens up G appears in Day's life, Day taking steps um, on his own accord and from his own initiative to do something with his life. Mok being protective with Prajai and the last part, of course, part four is just, you know, you, 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 you know how much I talked about that part and how, how much I listened to that song and how just... Amazing. I think it is. So what they're all of them, their episodes from the beginning. And I feel like, um, they hold, they all their own, even, um, no matter where the story goes later, they feel like they're complete and full and nothing that happens later messes with these episodes because they are really about them getting to know each other and about day learning to adjust and it just I can rewatch these episodes and not really feel like uh, I'm being you know led somewhere that uh the story doesn't go they're really well thought episodes the ending did not ruin them for me
2: mm. when I and I, I told you when I rewatched actually a lot of the the moments in those first like one through six before they get together actually have more emotional weight for me. Like I cried at new moments because like I could really feel how much Mork loved Day, especially in like the changing room scene, the hand massage scene, different moments, like you you can feel the power of their like attraction to each other and their, their building relationship.
0: Yes, it was done very well. So let's talk about the most devastating in, uh, in inanimate. inanimate, inanimate, mm-hmm.
1: inanimate objects.
0: <laughs> okay, you say. It.
1: And other Go symbols. Ahead. So yeah, de- devastating inanimate objects and other symbols. I have a, like some of mine. I feel like um are not necessarily symbols or inanimate objects. They're but they're things um but I feel like I feel like we need to mention like obviously there's some obvious ones there's the Jasmine which to me Mm -hmm. I feel like when we if you listen to our um Dangerous Romance podcast um there they had a very clear comfort zone like this this almost like this bubble that surrounded them and I think Morella you mentioned earlier they didn't really have like a specific place or like whatever they were seeking new lessons new experiences or whatever but there's one thing that was that was fairly consistent throughout and they did actually even include it in episode 12 was the jasmine and it was this thing mm-hmm. between them that um, was instantly recognizable to day it calmed him down it relaxed him and the fact that Mork planted that in his garden was telling us the story that he wanted that to be their home he wanted to make a home make his make his home uh, a safe place a safe space for day to come and spend time in so I love the jasmine I thought that was such a beautiful side of the story we have the fish slippers which (laughs) break my heart every time I think about them and I think about it like there's two fish slippers little day and big mork and this one, I think, has a band aid on it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like Mork, like Mork, gave him these to help him leave his room. So, like, I feel like this, these were really symbolic of like Mork supporting him. But like, Day needs to leave the room too. Like, he needs to do the work for it to actually be a thing. Um, but I, the symbolism to me in that, which I felt was a little bit lost towards the end of the show, was that for them to work, they needed to be together. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so they're fish. What else did I have here? Oh books we know books were a big thing well at least we thought books were a big thing in this <laughs> uh-huh. in this show, which is another thing that frustrated me because we had such good representation and the book choices were really good. the little prince um the last Twilight book is really good and then we had this like offshoot that he had written a book which... What could, it had so much potential for plot and, like, story resolution and things like that, and yet they did nothing with it, which was really disappointing. And then I feel like, okay, I have the sunflower in, and I've got it in all caps. Uh, never, ever successfully given today. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cass, you mentioned the other day in a message to us that sunflowers mean I only have eyes for you or something like that, and... Oh, uh, looking – there was some messages. I think there were some meanings given in the show as well. But I was like, Mork was like – like that really did coincide with everything that Mork did and, and did for Day and with Day. It was all about trying to give him his sight back. And I'm using air quotations here because I obviously don't mean his actual sight. I'm not standing here suggesting that he's standing there going, holding out his eyes and being like, here have mine. but like he was just trying to give him insight and, and a new a new view on life. He's trying so hard to make things okay like with the way the world was for them at that moment in that time. and I mean we, like we, look we know if he could have given day his eyes and like the world he totally would have. Um, but those were probably the big like I guess actual object objects. but there was also like um cooking. Cooking, for me, like while it wasn't uh, a symbol necessarily or an inanimate object, I feel like it was a big theme because it ran through the mother's storyline, it runs through his storyline, we see the parallels between those two characters, uh, cooking is a part of that, but also it's almost like we see the connection, there's a connection from Mork's trauma with his sister through cooking. And then this desire to provide food today is shown there as well. It's like, it's almost like cooking is his love language, you know? Yeah. Um, and I just, and then also the other thing that I think about is like the car, obviously like the car. And I feel like these, this idea of band-aids, because we had the band-aids, um, we had the band-aid on the car, we had the band-aid on the slippers. I feel like there was another band-aid, but maybe I'm imagining that.
0: And I just feel like he had a band aid after the fight with Vijay's oh, yeah. boyfriend. I feel like forehead.
1: this is like a huge metaphor for actually how the show ended up, because basically mm-hmm. they put a band aid, they slapped a band aid on it by giving him his eyesight back, and then it was like hoping for the best. And with Mork, like I feel like he kept he he mentions how he kept talking. About how he was telling he kept telling his sister to get the car fixed, but she just put a bandaid on it
0: like- actually, actually, you know, I thought about it. And to me, the band-aid f- thing feels like this whole series, their whole journey together, was a band-aid. Like it was kind of fixing things for day. He was feeling better. but in the end, they just with the car, it, it didn't have the band-aid anymore. It was uh, it was perfect again you know, so he he got his eyesight back, he was the car without the band-aid and, and like he didn't need the band-aid anymore
1: It's interesting that like, you say that because the other thing that I was going to say was like Mork told, I think Day or the auto mechanic guy, I can't remember about how he told, I think it was the auto mechanic guy about how he kept telling his sister that she needed to get the car fixed and then she just put the band-aid on it and it's interesting that he, he tells this story where he was like telling her to do this thing and then you mentioned that the storyline was like a a band-aid had almost been put on day kind of thing but I feel like Mork didn't do that to himself he never put a band-aid on he just kept hemorrhaging yeah so anyway (laughs) on that the way
0: the way way I saw it is that he was not dealing with uh With the wound, he left it bleeding, and he only put a bandaid on it because, like, I don't need it to be, you know, fixed. I don't need it to. I it doesn't need more attention. Yeah. So the bandaid is kind of confusing. The whole thing that they did with I, the Band-Aid.
1: I don't know that they necessarily. Yeah, I don't see a bandaid on him, but I definitely see band aids in in connection with day for sure.
0: He had a bandaid, um, like uh, in episode four, when after he uh,
1: had the fight
0: with mm. Rajai's girlfriend or oh, boyfriend. Oh, I wish. Uh, and it was um, so funny.
1: i <laughs> when you say that, I'm so laughing about like our misconceptions from the beginning of this series. How we were so sure that her and G were gonna be a thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, and so she she asked him, "Do you want me to help you with that?" And he's like, "I don't need anything. I'll just put a bandaid," which he does, and then he goes to the bar. Yeah. True.
1: Okay. All so, right, ladies. your Most interesting symbols and things and why.
2: Guess. Um, I have two things to add on things uh, Zoe said, and then I have my own that I know is not on either of your lists. So one, I had the realization while you were talking... August
1: is not an inanimate
2: object. (laughs) He is via the symbol I'm choosing. Um, The jasmine, I had a realization while you were talking that it's actually really cleverly used, because you said over and over again in the podcast that you wished, if Day could only see Mark's face, he would understand how much Mark loved him. But the jasmine is a scent representation of how much mark loves him i think that's Mm -hmm. actually how the jasmine is used and it makes me love the jasmine even more because it's all these moments that mark is saying like here look like i picked this for you i put it in a bowl for you i planted it for you so i got very emotional thinking about the jasmine and then it's lovely This I just want to reiterate what a miss the Sunflower was. Like, thinking about sitting in Let's Talk Dangerous Romance, having had the umbrella that we had been talking about over and over again, actually be given back to Kang and explained to Kang was such a brilliant move and really carried the use of that symbol throughout the whole show. And I feel like they most dropped the ball on that with the Sunflower not being given. So I want to echo that. But the symbol I actually think was best used was the two headbands. I Uh really.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Marla, did you hear something?
2: (laughs) I I I do have this in my (laughs) list.
1: Oh, that's it. You're both dead to me. No, please continue.
2: I I actually really, for those of you who don't know, like we've been joking about it a lot. I listened to Marla and Zoe for nine episodes before I actually watched. And if you're a long-time listener, you know how especially Zoe feels about August. And I went in prepared <laughs> for August. I, and instead, I love August. I will defend August so I, much.
1: I'm about to open another drink because I feel like I'm going to need alcohol for
2: this. <laughs> so that's what that noise was. <laughs> I'm right, so, like, so him first giving Day back his his own headband and then that headband later being used when Day starts running again as a tool to help him run is a nice carry through of like Day as an athlete doesn't have to stop. Um, and similarly, Day giving August back his headband and saying you should keep playing without me, you should be your own player is a nice way that that's used. And then finally, the way that they clearly have it be wrong for August to be putting his headband on day, trying to claim ownership of him. I just think they use the headbands very cleverly in lots of different ways. And so to me, that was the best symbol of the of the show, actually, in, in carry through. <laughs> so I love the headbands. The best?
1: I have checked.
2: <laughs> what other symbol actually got got used to its full extent and never had confusing uses that that never got picked back up again like it's the, think, maybe the neatest symbol
1: i think that jasmine did that i don't think it, it was okay.
2: followed through to episode 12
0: another symbol that you guys didn't talk about i i was the sneakers day's oh, okay. old sneakers oh, but i'm not sneakers.
1: going to talk I about, the about sneakers. It.
0: I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, My (laughs) number one, neither of you mentioned. And it's something that gets only, it's only brought up once, but the way it is used, I love it so much. And I'm going to tell you the lines that a character says when uh, this symbol is being brought up. And I'm pretty sure you'll know what I'm talking about. So I'm just going to uh, read the lines. If you want to keep it, handle it with care. So when you pick it up to look at it, it won't cut your fingers.
2: Oh yeah, that's a really good one.
0: Yes, Sorry, no this bad. is my symbol. Number one, the picture in the frame that was broken. The frame, uh, the picture has August and day on it, but it doesn't really matter. I just love the way uh, Mok speaks about it. It's the picture and the broken glass represents memories or relationships with people handle them with care so when you look back at it when you remember it when you think about it it doesn't hurt you it doesn't cut your fingers you have no regrets
1: you that's very eloquent
0: and pretty Mm so um then uh, we need to talk about our favorite characters i mean number one must be the same for everyone right because you know, <laughs> no, no,
1: Morrell was. I uh, don't no, really. Cass was saying that her favorite character was someone different. Oh, no, I, no really she, it cannot be August. She loves him, but it's more. I mean,
2: it's Mark, but it's I want Mark. to talk about other it characters are not Mark.
1: Oh yeah, like I feel like I feel like that's the thing. I feel like Mark is, um, very much my favorite character. But yeah, I didn't actually know that we yeah. were going to talk about that. I actually was like, I thought we were talking about like best character side moment. That's what I've got. <laughs>
0: Well, I just want to say that Mok uh, became one of my favorite characters ever in television, TV, uh, in Uh, uh, television books and movies and everything. He's just one of the best. I just don't include episode 12 in this. I pretend it doesn't exist. Well, the only
1: way I can accept his character in episode 12 is that he is in complete like mental break. Yeah. (laughs) Because him accepting, like, responsibility and the way he basically is chasing... Chasing, okay, so, all right, hang on. Let's go, I'm just going to quickly flick back for a second to we were talking <laughs> about trauma, we were talking about messages and all the rest of it and why, why it was acceptable either in the storyline or whatever for Day to break up with him and send him away. In no universe, in no world is it acceptable for him to block Mork for three years. This is exactly. something. You, this is something you do to somebody who treats you horrendously. Like, and you, you're too lazy or you don't have enough evidence to get a restraining order. You don't block yep. someone who only ever loved you and who never never did any harm, made your life better, like, was there for you every step of the yes, way. Yes, because the
0: question is, like, how, how did they forgive August so easily and then Mark, like, did not even do anything to him and this is how he treated him. It just That's doesn't true. make sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh you know it's he interesting is. to me that you didn't watch the last like quarter of episode twelve, Marilla and a uh, Marilla cast because you actually did get August. He came back. He did for like he five did? seconds. He's what? playing like he's playing Bad Middington with um oh, okay. with, with G and Mork and Day.
2: Oh my god. Okay.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna go watch it now. But
2: no no I but don't it's remember. the latest
1: thing ever. I'm sorry. It is the 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 this is like you do you, you know stepford wives right it's an american thing yes, yes yeah the last 15 minutes of this show is like stepford wives
2: i've been having a very dark thought about the last 15 minutes that i will share with you both offline because it is so dark <laughs> <laughs> cannot wait
1: all right so we switch back now again to our do we, what, were we, what were we doing, for character? favorite Best characters? Character favorite
0: characters, favorite characters. Yes, I love the women. I love the women in the series. Mm-hmm. G and Pujai, I'm obsessed with them, and the mom is great, uh, although them I, the moment are yeah, Wi-Fi we,
1: That's right. If we cut out the bits where she was basically imprisoning her son, she's a great character. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: But if you put her next to uh, Mork with his PTSD fear of bad things happening to dave he's not around he's not there he doesn't answer his call like whatever all of these things and you put in perspective with her history where like they were starving and they had you know like no food and she they were on the streets and then like this bad thing happened today and now she's afraid that like if she's not there and she's not feeding him bad things are going to happen like it, there there are parallels between their stories for sure yeah.
2: Yeah, honestly, I could talk for 15 minutes about every single side character that got more than five minutes of screen time. I love all of them. I've never had that happen in a show before ever, even in Dangerous Romance, which I adore. I have plenty of characters that I was, like, totally neutral about, but I, I, like, genuinely love wholeheartedly every character that got given some time, and the- all the women we haven't talked about knight like at all on this podcast somehow but i really love knight and his story mm-hmm. and um yeah
1: i i think my favorite characters probably would be Pierre and his wife and Porget and knight mm-hmm.
0: the characters that i didn't want to be there the father i don't think he needed to be oh, in the story no. at all no he yeah. was
1: like <laughs> i feel like how i feel like how Random dad or whatever it was, whatever we called him, like um thing was very accurate. And I saw a post, on, I don't know if it was on Twitter or Tumblr, where someone was talking about his speech at the wedding, and it was like he could he could have sent an email, or he should have sent an email <laughs> or something. And I just I laughed for like five. Considering I was extremely upset and extremely traumatized and extremely bitter, I laughed for like five minutes straight. I was like, this is the best thing ever.
0: But there are so many characters like that don't get a lot of screen time, but I still remember them. For example the policeman like the, the way he talked to Mok, mock someone will give you a chance just keep trying mm. in episode one and then the guy with the garage mm. i love him he's amazing plus plus beyond his wife the guy that gave mock the job good for giving him a chance and the woman, the woman with the motel in the woods or like by the mountain Oh uh, yeah, she's very, very, nice. very character so many characters yeah so many characters that did not have a lot of screen time, but they were, they were good people like mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's like they met good people it's like they had to uh as Mok was saying it was it's as Mok realized in episode two it took it it took a lot of courage to step into the world mm-hmm. uh being blind and because you kind of have to trust people mm. And I feel like they try to, like, have a hopeful message here, including a lot of good people in the story. And, and if you think about it, most people are good. Most mm-hmm. people don't want anything bad for it to happen. Most people w- would help, but it's scary to trust people that you don't know. And I like the fact that they include they include a lot, a lot of good people in the story.
1: We introduced all these characters. Obviously, we we both, we all love. P.A. and his wife and Puget and Nide and that was there like one of their moments that
2: really stood out to you the most I think when they run into G for the first time I I think that's really stuck with me um because and I've talked to you both about the difference in how she reacts and how August reacts where she where she is a little bit angry and I think rightfully like he totally cut her out of his life and she's she's confused I, I I think film knocks that scene out of the water and then it's this really nice look that he, he did have someone who who cared about him so much from before he went blind and that his y- you realize extremely quickly how bereft he's been not having her that she is a true friend yeah and she's like he's poor J. yeah for me it's
0: probably at the moment with ba on in episode two all the moments with him, uh, the way he just appears and the first thing that he says is "Hi, I'm am, Peon. I am, I'm am blind." Like for day, it took so long uh, to for him to be able to um, come out into the world without shame because of his condition. Mm. But Peon would just wear it like a, like not even like a shield, but just something to like. He broke the ice first, in a way. Like, he just, yeah, this is it. This is happening. It's okay. It's fine, you know? Mm. We can get over this. We can work with this. He's taking and, this uh, out. Yes, the way he talked with Day and being like, I know it's hard to um, be around people who can see. And the way he ex- helped Mock understand Day more.
1: I feel like he was a really important also- character for the representation in this show.
0: He was yeah he was it's funny maybe he even was the most important character
1: yeah um and i mean in day in day's defense once again in this scene you were in this part you were talking about like how um different their their thing that their i guess their uh confidence i guess is the word i'm looking for maybe um in this is and how unashamed and just like this is who I am, take it all, leave it, On is. We don't know like, how long P.A.O.N. was blind as well, so we don't know how long it took him to get to that place. But he's a really great character. In actual fact, my best side character moment is definitely is their wedding, him and her wedding, and the whole speech that they have. And I just love that scene. That's probably my favorite best side character moment.
2: I also really love the moment when Knight, I realize, is watching... From afar, like a psycho, oh, I think is for oh yes. oh. <laughs> He just wants to. be so proud of Day and wants to sh- document his running this race. But he, oh, like, yeah, that was really cute. <laughs> yeah, and I think her seeing him be kind of a loser is actually why she was able to fall in love with him. So I, I really love them like watching and interacting and taking pictures together.
1: Well, because she got to see who he really was, which is all he really needed. Because he just needed one person to see that he wasn't the villain or that he wasn't the, the spare, like the spare kid, you know, like he, he was there and he was, you know, worth loving.
0: So, what do you say? Would you, would you recommend this series to someone else?
1: Look, I'm conflicted about if I would, because I mean, it was funny, we had here about is it good, is it worth rewatching? Mm-hmm. I feel like we touched the rewatching thing. Mm -hmm. Um, would, would I recommend it to somebody else? (sighs) Not at this moment in time. And the main reason for that is because I still don't really a hundred percent know about how I feel about it myself. Like I, I know I'm angry. I know I'm disappointed. I know that there are things that like I have an issue with now that maybe in time I will let go of. Like, as I said, initially when we first watched it, I was quite, upset about them giving him his eyesight back for a bunch of different reasons, not because they gave him his eyesight back. Like, of course, if that is ever the option, of course you want that. But I was afraid of what people who don't have that option would, would, would take from that message um, and things like that. But I, I let that go because that's not my, that's not my thing. But the, this, these other, these other factors that go along with that, um, that changed the story, that changed the character development. I'm not sure if there's some, there's a couple of big ones. I'm not mainly the, the complete disregard for Mork's character and his trauma that I'm not sure I can ever get past. Could I rewatch it myself and enjoy it? I hope so. As I said, when I think about not rewatching it, it kind of makes me sad, but I feel like until I know exactly how I feel about this episode, Oh, uh, not this episode. This series. I don't know that I would feel right like recommending it to somebody else. Um, but it's interesting too because like my mum watched it and she liked it. But then she was watching it from a completely different perspective to me, I think. Um, and so you know, maybe someone I would recommend it to them, they would enjoy it based on just the most surface of uh, level of things. But there, there are so many things. Like I forgot there was something else. Maybe we were talking about the message and stuff earlier. Their journey in the episode where they go to the mountain and they visit that temple and they go their separate ways where they walk through together. So they walk Mm -hmm. together and then they meet together in the middle. To me, this is one of the most devastating moments in the show for me now because Mork was walking alone the whole time. That's the message I'm left with. Like, you know, you asked me what, what message did I get from this? That is the message I got is that Mork was, he was walking a lot. He thought he was working with Day he was he wanted nothing more than to walk with Day, like and and have this be on this journey with him. But in actual fact he was walking on his own. That's how that's the message I took from it. And I feel like, you know, Day not being able to see more for me became more less about him being blind and more about him being selfish. And until I can get past that, I don't know that I would recommend it to somebody else that's my take I don't think it was a bad show I think that probably uh, well I've seen a lot of people online really really enjoyed it so and as I said I know my mum liked it so it it definitely has merits as as we talked about earlier it it opened a lot of conversation we had we had so much fun with this show until we didn't essentially (laughs) um and so like it's I have such mixed feelings about it but I, yeah until I know until I can come to groups myself with how I feel about it I feel it would be irresponsible to me of me to recommend it to somebody else like for example I would not have pushed cast to watch it if I knew how it ended except I feel like I'm a winner because you found a newfound love for Jimmy so I feel like I feel like everybody won but <laughs> um but yeah so I don't know what about you guys
0: I am, as I said, I'm re-watching it with my friend. We started we started it um, when episode 12 was not out yet.
1: <laughs>
0: so, so right now uh, he, knows, he knows my reaction to episode 12. He knows how upset I was, but he doesn't know why. I did not tell him anything and I'm not interfering with his uh, process. <laughs> I'm just asking questions. And then I'm uh, ranting to you guys uh, <laughs> about the about day and about the way he makes me feel now. But I'm sure we're going to get to episode nine. This is the plan. But I'm not really sure we're going to watch more of it. Like we kind of agree that we'll see. Maybe we'll go and just check some other cute moments from later because they're like, for example, the. Confession scene. There are some moments from episode ten, right?
1: Mm. The scene, but, as I said, that I love, where he goes to see uh Day once he's got uh Rong's car
0: is from a Yeah, I mean, it's
1: really sweet. it's better. No, sure. uh, yeah,
0: but other than that, I don't know. I'm not sure. We're going to watch the last three episodes.
1: If he wants to watch it, he might be on his own. Is what you're telling us? Here's a it depends.
0: Though. Yeah. yeah.
1: Here's a question then. So you you started watching this, you recommended this before we'd seen episode 12, and so now you're kind of committed. But would you recommend mm-hmm. it to someone else now that you know what happens in episode 12?
0: I would probably recommend it, but I would let them know that I don't like the way it ends, that it's worth watching until episode 9, and then they kind of ruin the story. Okay. But because it is worth watching until episode 9. It is.
1: It is. It is.
0: It is. It still is. Like they, they're going to just have to have the same experience that we did. Yeah, I guess
1: guess you're right. And I feel like it's a crime not for people not to see, like the acting and that in this show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you? So I'll probably
0: tell them watch episode nine, watch nine episodes. But if you decide to go further, like, just know that it's possible that it will ruin the show for you. So
2: proceed with caution. It might your question. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I I have kind of two similar thoughts. And one is I'm very frustrated with what I've seen happening a lot on Tumblr of people just being like, this show is absolute garbage and, like, shouldn't be watched. And it's a reaction to them feeling like a show didn't handle blindness how they wanted, didn't handle income inequality like they wanted. And they just, like, completely – this is partially a reaction to Dangerous Romance, too. Like, right off the entire show. And like, that's not how I consume media and how I talk about it. And I wish more people would, when sharing reactions to shows or recommendations to shows would really try to do both. Like there's Mm -hmm. things I really loved. Here's what they are. Um, Here's a few things that I found frustrating. I think that's how you should talk about media most of the time. And every once in a while, you're going to have something that is absolutely almost perfect in your mind and you have nothing critical to say. But most things I think fall in the middle where you have both. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that's kind of like that one. And that two is, I, at least for me, like I have several shows I recommend to people where I'm like, I literally only watch the side couple pairing. I don't watch the main couple pairing. Like the side couple is absolutely wonderful. And I, I think sometimes you can recommend things and be like, only watch through episode nine it's absolutely amazing yes. or only watch mm-hmm. the side couple and that's okay and like sometimes that can be a really fun watching and experience for someone I don't think you have to feel pressured to to love every minute of something to recommend it maybe mm-hmm. just being honest with the people you're telling to watch like how you would handle
1: attach it. attach a caveat to it yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, a safety warning. <laughs> a trigger warning. I mean, the problem yeah. is is maybe it's just I know I know most of my friends that I would recommend shows to would completely disregard me and be like, "I'm going to see what she's complaining about. And what's the whole thing?" <laughs> and then I would have to listen to them have mental breakdowns about it. <laughs> but yeah, I I think I agree with both of you. I mean, um, Cassie, you bring up bring up a really interesting point about and I feel like Morella M- M- and I and, and to to you po- your point too, because I know you're quite you're quite active on Tumblr and also like now with us here and stuff, is we also like I kept talking earlier about how I felt like uh, GMM and PA off and all that have a, had a responsibility when they made this show, when they took on certain things to to um, have you know, take responsibility for certain things that they put in the show and and how they handled them and stuff like that. And to a certain extent, I feel like as a reactor, as as someone who is doing critical discussions and stuff like that, and as you're saying, like people online who are, you know, telling their opinions or like whatever, there is a responsibility to that, I feel like. I feel like you have to be able to own what you're saying. So like, it's fine, I think, if you're going to go on and say, I don't like this, but you shouldn't say it's like the biggest piece of crap. No one should ever watch it or whatever. Like, unless you can back up your words, unless and most things are subjective anyway. Like, as I said, a lot of the issues that I have with this show come from my medical background and my knowledge that I have, and that's why they sit wrong with me. But like, if I didn't have that, would it bother me in the same way? Probably not. You know I mean? feel
0: like it did bother me because I felt like the story was leading. It Was going somewhere, but it went in a different way. Even without the eye donation. Thing. Oh yeah,
1: no, I mean, there's still that, but I mean, like in terms of like that part of the storyline, like a lot of a lot of the things that really bugged me, like was the whole, you know, completely blind thing, the this, the that, like those things. Yeah. If I didn't know about them, they wouldn't bother me, you know. So, it's but I like- feel like
0: even I have this idea because I've been talking to you, and you, you, you kept informing me about the, how things worked with yeah. uh, the. And I was Translate, probably quite yeah.
1: negative as well. So like that also I feel like maybe maybe was impactful. I don't know. But I feel like now, now I'm thinking about it, I just think that I feel like it's okay to go on and be like, I didn't like it. And there's, here are the reasons why. But like just to say something is dumb because you didn't like it is, you know what I mean? Like this was not a dumb show. This was not a bad show. This was not it was not a mistake to watch this show because if nothing else, we got a lot of joy out of it. We got, uh, there was, there was so much, there were, there were a lot of things. We really, really enjoyed it. There was great music. Um, we made like Jimmy. And... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like there, there were so many things, the good things that came out of this show. It is definitely not a bad show. It just is a show that has a, not a great ending that I don't like me personally. And I, I own that, but like, you know, there are definitely holes in the narrative and there are definitely, um, things that they put in and they never addressed and they are big glaring things, but that's not going to bother everybody. You know, I mean, I've had conversations with people about stuff and I'm like, oh, I can't believe they didn't, you know, do blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, I didn't even, I don't even remember that, you know? And it's like, oh. Frustrating, you know, but it was something I fixated on for years, <laughs> and this person didn't even notice it. <laughs> so, like, uh, I don't know, maybe it's a subjective thing.
0: Yeah, I think we talked about this, this perspective in, about this, about the watching experience being different for people in our last podcast. Mm. Like, we knew some people would like this, and some people wouldn't, and it depended on the way you are watching the show, like. Lately, I've been noticing since we've been doing this podcast, I, I'm watching things differently.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm watching series and movies and everything a bit differently.
1: We pay more attention. I cannot to just, yeah.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I cannot just relax and watch in a superficial way. I must think about, oh, look, this character says this and then that does that and then there's a theme and then there's motif and then there's something there. And it doesn't always have meaning and sometimes you get disappointing if if it doesn't go the way you think it's going to go but uh
1: it's so funny I was watching something the other day and I like literally picked up a pen to write a note about something that happened that I was like oh I must talk about this and I was like this isn't for the podcast (laughs) 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 what are you doing you big giant weirdo (laughs) put the pen down but yeah
0: put the pen down pick up the phone and record the message and send yeah, it to I me
1: think I, I think I did like I can't remember what it was now but I think I did live a rambling message for you or you guys or something somewhere about <laughs> like oh I just saw this thing and it made me think of this and then I probably spent 10 minutes talking about like I don't know nails or something
0: oh another thing another thing that this series did was create communities of people it we did. met people. Right. So it's it's great. There are there are good things. And I'm thankful for uh to the people that participated in creating this series. Um I'm glad it exists. I
1: really like and there was uh, a lot of things that they showed us in this that I had no idea about. As I said, I've worked in the industry, I've worked with blind clients before and stuff like that and I didn't know anything about the paint with the scents and like there were so many cool things that they introduced in this that I had no idea about and so in that respect they did some really amazing work I really will say that they did do some really amazing work I just ris- wish that the people that were doing that wrote the last episode <laughs>
0: so are you going to talk about the the post that you're planning to. Oh yes, um... I
1: completely forgot about it. So I, I am one of these people who, when I get into something, whether it's a book or a show or something like that, you know, you're getting into the characters, you're absorbing their like nuances and their like little weird your idiosyncrasies and stuff, and every song you're listening to suddenly becomes their perfect love song or their like traumatic love song or. It just reminds me of these characters. And <clears throat> the last couple of shows, we've created podcasts, uh, not podcasts, um, playlists and stuff. I listen to music organically in that I find it in things, in books and music or-, or shows, whatever. So uh, Morella created a playlist. I feel like I should call Morella out now. I should I call Morella out now? Because who created this playlist and went, you guys haven't added anything. But she hadn't given us access to add it. And then she was like, I
0: totally do. When I created it, the day that I created it, I sent both of you the link to be uh, able to edit it. And then neither of you joined and it expired. And then you
2: accused me of not sending you the link. I don't
0: even remember. No, really,
2: you sent the link to the playlist because I opened it and I added it to my library. I took action on the link you sent. And then weeks later, went to add a song <laughs> and did not have editing permission. You are incorrect.
1: I, I never even saw and it. Do not so like, it was probably one of the like 300 messages that I wake up to and I just missed that one. But yeah, I don't know. Um, so but anyway, basically, <laughs> what, what are we trying to get out of here? is that we created playlists and this prompted me to think about music I was listening to and stuff like that. And I came across this uh, kind of indie singer songwriter that I don't know how well known they are, but I'd never heard of them before and became obsessed with a bunch of their songs. And two of them in particular drive me crazy. Though, in inflating my morgue fills up the wazoo. Um, I came across another artist and I was like, oh, this is really cool. Are there any songs, guys, that really resonated for you for this show? So both Morella and Kess have given me some song recommendations and, like, why they fit and things like that. So I'm going to do a post. It'll probably get posted after this episode is up on uh, Spotify and has been linked. I'll also do the post with our little recommendations. So if that interests you, you'll be able to check those out. But one of the things that we re- I really wanted to mention is <clears> – <throat> The last Twilight song from, like, the soundtrack song, um, the main track from this show is amazing, as is all the music from this show. The person who sang the original is fantastic, but there was a cover done by uh, someone called, I'm gonna. I'm totally going to butcher the surname. Does someone else, do you want to say it, Cass? Uh, uh, no. <laughs> 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 okay, gonna, I know. I'm going to and say someone else in the bus. Last- yeah, I know, right? Well, because she wrote, she gave it to me, so I thought she may have known. I don't know. Anyway, okay, I'm going to say uh-huh. it, and I apologize profusely if I pronounce it wrong. But Jay Gosh, 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 I don't know. Um, has done a English cover, which uh, which is on YouTube of the Last Twilight song, and this song is heartbreakingly beautiful. Like I, I encourage you guys who. Um, who love the Thai version to go and check this out and just get the lyrics for it. the English lyrics for this song are, as I said, heartbreakingly beautiful. Um, I think Kess will back me up on that. Yes.
2: I think I've listened to it a hundred times.
1: Yeah. And this cover, like this, this person has done an amazing job. Like everybody should go and listen to this. Everybody should go and, and like it and just, yeah. So I'm going to link that in the post as well because I feel like it's really nice. Like this is obviously this person loved maybe they didn't ooh, Maybe they watch the show I don't know but maybe they did and this is their way of contributing to the fandom and to just like yeah just it's just a really really pretty rendition of the song and I feel like it needs more listeners. <laughs> so I guess this is it? This is it. Unless Kess has anything else she would like to add. No thank you for having me it's been very fun once again to talk with you both.
2: Do you want to tell everybody how much you love Jimmy? <laughs> I feel the need to actually I'm going to defend myself very quickly that (laughs) yes I hated Jimmy and the reason I'm realizing in retrospect is because he is such a good actor and he did so good as Y and Bad Buddy that I hated the sight of his face (laughs) and it was very irrational but now I love him and and it has totally changed how I watch Bad Buddy.
1: Yeah it's so funny the messages we I was getting I I like I will I'm expecting some more Bad Buddy messages too from you by the way that like when you were re-watching it it's like now when I'm seeing why I'm like so emotional <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's just yeah he's very very good at what he does Jimmy
0: thank you guys for joining us it's been yes. very fun a lot of fun thank you for um for listening to the podcast even though you did not watch the episode
1: sure. I for know, s- right.
0: such a long time and um thank like, you for trusting <laughs> are we Thank you for trusting us and uh, deciding to watch it. And I'm glad that you're saying it was, you don't um, regret it, regret watching this. Yes.
2: Mm. I actually so, think I came out loving the show the most of the three of us based on my read of how we all now feel.
1: Yeah, which I, be I, feel, I think the problem with me is, is I still don't 100 percent know how I feel because I feel today I feel com- not completely different, but I feel very differently than how I felt last Friday. Sorry. All I know is I've never
2: cried so much or so often <laughs> or for so long over media in my entire life. It just touched me in this deep place over and over and over again.
0: Yeah. It was a very, very weird watching experience. You First you heard us speak about it and then you watched it and then you listened to us speak about it again and then you watched again and you talked to us. So it's, uh, yeah, I don't think anyone can understand <laughs> what you've been through. It's very unique.
1: Yeah. And so now all I have to add to that is that you need to hurry up and, and watch uh, Cooking Crush so that you can join us when we do our Let's Talk Cooking Crush in a, in a, in a month or so. I'm
0: watching
2: episode
1: <laughs> one. Really? I'm so excited.
0: Uh-huh. This is it.
1: This is it. Thank
0: you for hanging out with us. Follow Cass on Tumblr. Cass. Kes-
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um. <laughs> uh what is my username uh it's Cass in the perth Chim zone which i feel like no one is going to be able to spell phonetically but <laughs> i'm sure we can drop it in the show notes or something i will
1: i will definitely uh yes we'll put it in the um podcast notes but also um when i do the post for the music stuff when i when i add include your recommendation i'll add your user ID in there as well so people can follow you if they'd like to I only talk about one thing
2: so it can't be that interesting
1: I don't know you talked about a lot tonight (laughs) as long as that one thing's not August we're all good isn't that right people
2: (laughs) follow us
0: on Spotify, on Tumblr, on Twitter on Critically OBS send us a message interact with us goodbye for now
1: Yes. thanks for spending your time with us bye bye